The start of a new school year is a lot, especially in college. Turn that pile of coursework into great grades and stress-free weekends with Grammarly. Grammarly's digital writing assistant is a must-have for every college student. Its comprehensive writing suggestions help you avoid all those little mistakes that eat into your grade, so you can turn in your work with confidence. Best of all, it's free to use with all your favorite devices and apps. Need more advanced features? Upgrade to Grammarly Premium for clarity full-sentence rewrites that rephrase hard-to-read sentences, cutting down on jargon and making your essays as clear and impactful as possible. It even comes with built-in plagiarism detection. Just one more way Grammarly covers all the details that go into getting the best possible grade. Improve your grades with fewer all-nighters by using Grammarly. Sign up for your free account at Grammarly.com slash podcasts and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The sea and seafaring men have always a good bit of the unknown about them. Sailors for centuries have had great respect for the unyielding sea. And in Cornwall, where this tale by Conan Doyle begins, Cornish sailors have always said, those ships which will not be ruled by the rudder must be ruled by the rock. What's that you say? Shipwreck? Yes. The one word that strikes fear into every sailor's heart. Who's that letter from, Father? Your Uncle Arthur. He wants you to go up to the North Country and pay him a visit, William. Well, I could do that, couldn't I? He's not the kind of man I'd like you to visit. He says be sure you bring your gun with you. A gun? But why? Because Arthur is up to his old tricks, I expect. And his tricks spell death. <laughs> Mystery drama, The Black Sheep and the Captain, by A. Conan Doyle, was adapted especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Jack Grimes. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. find descendants of the Hutchins family still today, living in Land's End on the Cornish coast of England, just as they did when Arthur Hutchins had his provision store on Water Street. Provisions in those days meant groceries for sailors and seamen, but Arthur also provided extra services, which went on in the back of his store. Nobody in Land's End was quite sure what Arthur was up to. There were also mysterious signals from the lighthouse, no matter what the weather. On those nights, Arthur kept his shop open very late. Hello? Arthur? Anyone here? It's Captain Tanner. Hey, come in, sir. Arthur, do just that. Hmm. Had a good voyage, Captain Tanner? So, so. Uh, profitable? Not as profitable as the last one. Ah. You, uh, remaining in port for long? That depends. Ah. Perhaps I shall retire. You give up your ship? I've sailed 40 years. 
Since I was ten. Well, you're adjusting your fine, Captain. I know I am. That's why, now that I have the money, I aim to enjoy it. A little farm down the Cornwall coast. Some sheep, cows. I say on a thousand pounds, I could manage comfortably the rest of the day. <laughs> Who couldn't? You couldn't, you dear Arthur. Your neighbors couldn't, nor your relatives. But I can, because you're making it possible, eh? Ah. Well, now, don't keep an old sailor hanging from the yard on. Let me have what I came for. You mean now? You know why I'm here. Oh, oh well, of course I do. But I, I was just wondering... Yeah, what is it? Surely you got an excellent price. I was thinking, Captain. Uh, could you come back later? Later tonight? Why? Uh, I'm afraid the news isn't good. What news? Uh, about your retirement. Arthur, I don't understand you, and my nose is beginning to witch. You know what that means. Oh, no, 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 please, don't lose your temper, Captain Turner. I can explain it. When my nose itches, that means a fight. Now, all I'm saying is, stop this ring around the road here. Let me have what belongs to me. I wish I could. But, uh, what happened was, uh, a week after you left them with me, this place was robbed. Grandfather, what? Please, Captain Tanner. Oh, oh, get away from it. Oh, 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 being only ten at the time, I scarcely knew anything about it. Or my uncle. His name was never mentioned in our house until I was twenty years old. And then I found out why. I had a very strange letter today, William. Son, you listen to me. Well, of course I am, Father. Why was it strange? Who was it from? Oh, the black sheep of the family. Uncle Arthur? Your Uncle Arthur. I don't hear one word from my brother for ten whole years. And suddenly, out of the blue, he writes. He never wrote? Not even when your mother died. And Arthur used to like her very much. Your Uncle Arthur was an extremely secretive man, and I suspect has quite a packet of money. Maybe he thought if he wrote me, I'd have my hand out. Eh? Oh, maybe he's hiding, that could be. I often thought about Arthur and what happened to him after he left Land's End. He lived here? Oh, yes. Had a big store down by the quay. Hmm? Everyone in town and from the ships would buy from him. Groceries, tackle, whatever. A general store. Did he have a wife? No, never married. I guess, William, to answer your question why we've been estranged for so long, all I can say is his way and my way are not the same. Oh, not that I ever had any troop, but there was, there was talk. About what? That sailors would bring stolen goods to him and he'd sell them for him. Well, did Uncle Arthur know it was stolen? Oh, if he did, it didn't bother him. Then this man came into his store ten years ago, a sea captain he was, and he beat up your uncle so badly that finally when everything healed, one foot was three inches shorter than the other. Oh, maybe that's why he went away. He thought the man would come back. Oh, they got the man. They gave him a good long term at Dartmoor. Uh, well, are you going to tell me about his letter? What does he say? What does he want? 
We want you to visit him. And to be sure to bring a gun. He says, if your son William is as stout a lad as he promised to be when I last saw him ten years ago, send him up to me by the first train after you receive this. He'll find out that to serve me will be very worth his while. I could go, you know, Father. I have another two weeks of spring vacation before I'm due back at the university. Well, we'll see, son. We'll see. Now, now, where was it? Oh. Oh, yes. If I pass away, oh, thank the Lord, there is no reason to complain as to my health. You will see that I have not forgotten my brother's son. Is he rich? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Don't ask me how he made his money. It certainly wasn't in eggs, bacon, butter, and hard duck. <laughs> Then he goes on to say, St. Anne's is the railroad station, and then a drive of four miles to Link House, where I live. I will send the pony cart to meet the seven o'clock train, for it is the only one that stops here. Let bygones be bygones. If there has been anything between us in the past, if you should fail me now, you will live to regret it. <laughs> I thought I'd be on my way. Uh, so, William, you, de- you decided to go. Uh, he is my uncle, isn't he? Yes, and I didn't care for his threats. Oh, maybe that's just his way. And I didn't like him saying you should bring a gun. He sounds like the same old author to me. Well, what's the difference? I borrowed Mr. Warbury's gun. He even gave me the ammunition for it. He's glad to let me have it. But you don't even know how to aim a gun. I can learn. My boy, going off like this... Is... <laughs> You're crazy. I'd better start. It's an hour's walk to the Land's End Station. I'll answer, Father. What's this? A telegram for you, Father. Thanks for bringing it over, Mr. Sharp. Now, what, what, what's it say, Father? Well, it's, uh, it's from Arthur. Oh? On no account let William get out of St. Anne's. He will find a pony cart waiting at quarter past seven at Steading Ridge. One station further down the line. He'll be taken to the guard farmhouse. He will receive instructions. Do not fail me. Don't forget to have William bring gun. Good hunting, Arthur. See you, William Hutchins. I beg your pardon? Willem Hutchins, that be you. Oh, yes. I'm sent to fetch you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. You're your guard. Is that farmer's guard? Aye, that be me. Well, no, I'll, I'll carry these. Well, where's the cart? I'd like to get out of this rain as soon as I can. This way. Miserable weather, this. Had my horse and cart over by those trees. Couldn't bring the pony. She was lame. Horse and cart? I, I don't see them. In back. Back. Didn't want no one to see. Why didn't you drive up to the station? Mr. Arthur, he said, on uh, no account was anyone to see you. That bag heavy. No, 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 no. I, I can manage. Nobody told me I should bring an umbrella. Does it always rain like this? Ever since I was a boy. Beautiful country, though. Oh, yes, beautiful. This part of England would be a bad place to live if they could do for us. It's an open cart. Oh, it's so. 
It's only six miles. I'm beginning to think my father was right. What was that? He said to me, William, he said, you're crazy. Get up. I thought you said it was only six miles. How far have we come? Two. Two and a bit. Uh, look, there's a man running across the moor. I don't like that. Big burly fellow. I wouldn't like to meet up with him on a dark night. Uh, you're going to. He's coming right for us. He's waving. He wants us to stop. I'm not stopping for him. Hi, mate. Hi, you in the water. Oh, we can't leave the man standing in the rain like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Whoa, Stop a minute. There's enough room to take another man. Hey, mate. Where are you bound for? Goss bomb. Oh, which way is that? Fenster's way. Oh. If you'd been going my way, I should have made bold to ask you for the passage. Fenster, okay? Huh. Well, that's not where I'm headed for. You know the way to St. Anne. Oh, there's somewhere. Get up. You're so ignorant. Get up. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and then the storm. 
forgiving for it. No one will be about you in such weather. I'm William Hudson, Scott the Well, I have what I've brought. Give him here, I'll carry them. Well, I'd like to say that. Oh, let him. That's his work. Mind you, stay closer now. Uh, Mr. Condy, I don't suppose you brought an umbrella. <laughs> will you listen to him now? An umbrella. These are not the streets of London. Oh, well, at least I was dry for an hour or two. You better off wet than dead. Come along with you. My uncle was just a few miles from the farm. I've taken a long way round to Link House. It's the safer way. Connery. Your name is Connery. I see. Have you known my uncle a long time? Since you would have put time after you. <laughs> what am I saying? Years before that. You knew me when I was a baby. Aye, that I did. Then you've been working for my uncle for at least 20 years. Oh, I Longer than that. Serious going on. Can you tell me? I'm not the same after with you. Stop, my boy. Stop, stop, stop. Why are you pulling here? Life like beyond this friend will make Mary a sound. I see him. That man with the lantern. Is cleared of them. That's why he told me to keep clear of them, and that's why I've been dodging the long road. Now look there. See? That's it. Is that Uncle Arthur's house up ahead? Move carefully now. Don't want him to take us for strangers and shooters. Why is it all dark? Is my uncle inside? He can see out, but no one can see him. Oh, yeah. That's him. It's I. Who? What? Who is it, I say? It's me, Connery. I've brought the young gentleman. We were pulled inside quickly. The door closed behind us and bolted with two iron bars and a crossbar of wood. My uncle lit the lantern. What? This man, my uncle? This bloated face, those red pig-like eyes? This was my father's own brother? Here I was, face to face with a stranger. And all I could think of, he's the black sheep of the family. Ah, so, nephew, you come at last. Uh, you must be hungry with him. Uh, Connie, make haste the food. Uh, come over by the fire. Uh, take off your wet things. I don't expect I'll ever be dry again. I... <laughs> You've got a sense of humor. I like that. Uh, Connery. Food, hurry. Yes, Master Atkins. Be along presently. I've had Connery with me for 25 years. There's no hurry in him. When he's ready, he's ready. Oh, you sit there, will you? I'll be right back. I want to get something to show you. I suddenly became aware of my uncle's limp. I remember the story of his having been so severely attacked that one foot had become shorter than the other. On his short leg, he wore a three-inch wooden platform boot. There it is. Ah, 
Look at his sign. What does it say? Arthur Hudson's provisions. Ah, ah, that sign hung outside my stores and lands in for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I took it down when I left. Took it with me. I came up here to live on the moors. That sign. Oh, it reminds me always of the life I had. Beautiful, isn't it? 25 years and only a piece of wood and paint to remember them by. Do you miss those days, Uncle? I never look back. The message over my shoulder to see who's coming at me with a knife. Ah, Connery. He's at the plate in front of his nephew, William. <laughs> Strong, stabbing boy, isn't he? <laughs> you did right to send for him, eh, Connery? <laughs> oh, you like cold mutton? Oh, yes, uh, any, anything. Mm. Uh, Connery, you'd better go and pack him. We want everything in ship shape by tomorrow evening. I see you've got a great many boxes against the wall. Yes, all packed and corded. Yes, William. Tomorrow night, I shall be rid of these moors. Uh, now, while you have your supper, I'll tell you about it. I can see you're the right sort. You can be trusted. First, um... Here's the morning news. Now, where is it? Uh, can't read that newspaper. Where is it? On the trestle table, Master Hudson. Ah, yes, it's your decision. Now, look at this. It's 10, 11 days old. Do you know what it says? No. What, what should I be looking at? He's out. Out of Dartmoor. Six months before his sentence was served. Who is he? Uh, you see this foot? It's his daughter, it is. That's his mark. He's been doing time for that. Now, he's out. And he's after me again. Why should he be after you? Because he wants to kill me. He thinks I've wronged him. Back in Slang Ten, ten years ago. Him his friends. Who are his friends, Phyllis? I knew they'd come when I saw that in the papers. And sure enough, about two days after they came out, I was looking through that window, and three of them were standing looking at the house. It was right after that. I wrote to Father. Father said I was glad to come here, but he didn't stop me. Mm. They're out there. They found me and marked me down. Now they're just waiting for him. Why don't you send for the police? Uh, police are no use. I've got you. You are the one that can help me. What can I do? See those boxes? Yes. By tomorrow night, everything will be packed and ready to go. I've got friends in Leeds. And I'll be safer there. Not safe, mind you, but safer. So tomorrow you're leaving? At night. You stand by me, young man, and you'll never regret it. What do you do? Well, I'm going to the university. I'd, I'd like to study law. Ah, I'll see that you can. It takes money, lawyer education, you know that. Tomorrow night, Garth will bring the big farm wagon round, and you and me and Connery will stand up in it with our guns all the way to St. Anne's Station. Did you see any of them fairies on the moors when you came up? 
Saw one with wings in his ears. Uh, I know him. He's one of them. His name's Enoch. Friend of the captain. Oh, they're watching. Uh, then when Connery brought me here, there, there was another sailor. Huh? What does he like? Oh, he's a great big man. He must have been six foot tall. He, he was smoking a pipe. pipe. How is he smoking it? Upside down. That's him. Yes, that's what he does. Smokes on the bridge of the ship, Captain. Well, I thought because it was raining, he smoked his pipe upside down. Did you see his face? Yes, he had lots of freckles and a sharp pointed nose. I, I, I could see by his lamp. That's him, that's him, that's him. Oh, heaven protect me now. Oh, I can't sit still and get like this, like a, like a rat in the camp. What am I going to do? Uncle, you're living in a civilized country. There is a law if people threaten you. Now, let me drive over to the county police station tomorrow morning. No, 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 no it's too late. And I'll see that those sailors are taken care of. No, 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 he's coming, he's cruel. Oh, you keep me this time for sure. There's only one chance. We must leave what we haven't packed. Leave the first thing tomorrow morning. It's worth it. I'll go. Take your gun. Who's there? Who's there, I said. Do you hear me? Look out the corner of the shutters. I, I don't see anyone. It's pitch black. There's no one. There's something under the door there. Look. And it might. Oh, there is. Here. Look, it's a, it's a note. Oh, there's something written on it. Read it to me. I don't have my glasses. What does it say? Oh, I can't make it out quite. I want to get closer to the fire. And there's a big, uh, put, and it says, put them on the doorstep and save your skin. That's all. What do they want? Yeah, what they'll never have. But all the powers in heaven never. Not mine, it's mine. I shall never give them up. Connery? Connery? Yes, Mr. Hudson. Connery, I've been a good master to you all your life. Most of it, 25 years, quarter of a century. That's longer than most folks get along. What do you want me to do now? You know the back way to the grass farm better than anyone. Go there now. Tell him I must have the wagon by daylight before the cock crows. Not to wait until tomorrow night. Not unless he wants his wagon to carry the dead. My nephew tells me they're all about us. And the captain is here, yes. Here. Somewhere on the moors. He would be the one with the pipe we saw on the road. There's no time to talk, Connery. We must get clear of this, or we're done for. Now remember, Connery, the wagon here first thing in the morning. Here, here, take my black coat and move slowly. I'll never see you. Here was the house. It was everywhere. Uncle Arthur blew out the lantern in the back passage, carefully unbarred the back door, let Connery out, and barred it up again. I went to the small hall window and saw Connery like a black shadow disappear into the woods and vanish. 
Only those who have walked through the desolate moors in the north of England at night know how terrifying and how lonely they can be. There is Uncle Arthur, a hunted man. His nephew is William, who came for adventure but who faces unknown revenge. And out there somewhere, waiting, a mysterious avenger. More when we return shortly with Act Three. Oh, yes, I remember now. Well, 
Well, you might you be, young sir. Well, I am sorry. Speak out or we'll find a way to make you. I'm Will Hutchins. I'm his nephew. Are you now? Well, I wish the joy of your uncle and your visit, too. <laughs> we shan't be staying long, the lads and I, will we, lads? Just in and out like an oar in the sea. Then did you get out of that more? Quite recently. For good behavior. For saving a warden's eye. So they commuted me six months. I thought, with all that freedom, what should I do? So I gathered my mates about me, and we went to Land's End to visit our old storekeeper. And keep it up other interesting things, eh? <laughs> well, imagine our surprise. To walk down Water Street, and where Arthur Hutchins' sign used to hang, is now a pub. I'm sorry about that, Ma. Ten years for teaching a lesson is a long time. What's the hour, Enoch? It's light. Very light. We must be aboard before morning. Now then, any ideas what to do with Pegleg? Price him up, I say. He'll talk. Any other ideas? I was never a stubborn captain. I always listened to one of my crew if he had a good idea. I, uh, I could twist his arms ever so slowly. <laughs> Uncle, you give them what they want, whatever it is. Never. So you won't tell us, eh? Enoch, call the boy up. And then give me a hand here. I think my old friend needs a little persuasion. Seized my uncle and pulled his coat and shirt over his shoulders. He sat slumped in a chair, his body shaking with cold and fear. Then they lifted him and tied each of his wrists to one of the hooks with a smoking meat. Captain, I think my belt could make an impression on your friend. You cowards to beat an old man. You'll be tunics if you don't restrain your tongue, boy. All right, I'm ready, Captain. All right. Would you care for one more chance to save your eyes? I, I tell you, there is stolen for me years ago. Oh, he's a stubborn one, isn't he? You leave us no choice, old friend. Have at it, enough. You coward. Oh, my such language. Would you like us to tie your feet as well as your hands, Will? Go ahead, Enoch. Swing the belt. Oh, it's stand clear. Stop, stop. I can't stand it. Oh, that belt never came near him. I'll talk. You see? I'm you, Uncle. Would listen to me. Let me down. Get your feet hooked. Oh. 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 Now tell what we've come for. Where are they? I'll tell you. Of course you will. Where did you say? In. I said, where would that be? Remember... Come along, old friend, and show us. Oh, uh, I don't feel too well. What's that? He doesn't feel well. Don't you hear him? You ought to be strung up, all of you, torturing this poor old man. Why, no one's laid a hand on him. Well, let him be. Let me just... Just rest there, Captain Tanner. I wish I could trust you, Arthur, but I can't. My lads and I come all the way from Morkham Bay because I promised him this year. It isn't as if I'm not the kind of man who doesn't trust people. Because I do. But not after they tried to cheat me. 
Now, I'm not letting you slip into while we're upstairs looking. On your feet, Arthur, up the stairs you go. Help him, lad. <laughs>
Your brother decided to keep them. I told him not to do it, but he wouldn't take heed of me. And when the captain came by the next time, your brother said they had been stolen. Well, I must say, sounds like Arthur. He was always greedy. He said the diamonds had a peculiar hold on him. He would take them out and look at them. He simply couldn't let them go. When he told the captain they'd been stolen, of course the captain didn't believe that. He beat him sorely. Now Uncle Arthur is no more. Uh, whatever he did, he didn't deserve to die. Master William, do you remember that evening when he sent me to Garth's farm? That's when he gave me these two stones. He said, they're for you, Master William. For me? He said, you would know how to spend them. Ah, uh, you see, Father? And I must say, William, I, I'm surprised. Perhaps I never really knew Arthur. <laughs> Perhaps he wasn't such a black sheep after all. If not a black sheep, then Arthur Hutchins was a strange mixture of generosity and greed. Too bad that he never learned that wise old saying. Riches have made more greedy men than greed has made men rich. But that's the way it is, isn't it? Avariciousness never stops until it is too late. More on this with perhaps a word to the wise when I return shortly. of ill-gotten gains are empty. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Black sheep, whoever you are, take note. Our cast included Jack Grimes, Ray Owens, Jackson Beck, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant Hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping for. Your hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.